I was just so excited as I was looking over at these guys up there praising God and then and then seeing all the ushers come up y'all y'all remember when we started this church we didn't have enough people to to do either or <laughs> let alone both amen and so it's exciting to see people rising up and being discipled and that's what our vision is and I, I love to see these men I love to see couples I love to see people learn and grow I love to see the testimonies like Nicole's and Jennifer's just getting up and saying I'm just continuing to trust God and see that he moves and I stay faithful and God be faithful and I was exciting just talking to Nicole and Donnie today about their situation that, that you know what it's not easy it's not easy when when the numbers are tight but what an awesome God we serve that's so faithful every time amen he'll continue to be faithful as we're faithful to him amen he's a faithful God so we're going to have four awesome messages tonight, and I know it's a little difficult on them because it's 10 minutes instead of 15, and so I got my stopwatch up here, amen. I thought it was funny, we were in the office and I was just going over a couple things with them, and they were all like this, and I was smiling, and I said, now you know how I feel every service, and then Paul Platt said, I can't believe you still get nervous, it never ends never stop getting nervous because it's the word of god amen and you know what these guys that are gonna get up again are gonna get up here are just like me not perfect but they're trying they're growing they're wanting to serve the lord and i know that they don't have it all together but they're they're desiring to to be leaders and to preach the gospel and so when they're praying for this message and they're getting ready they're laboring in prayer and they're nervous and and they're and they're trying to hear god and they're focusing and they're squinting and they're saying lord speak and that's a powerful thing as god is you know we're waiting to hear what we're supposed to say and you're going to be amazed when this is over how these four messages right here are going to go right together i don't know what they're going to say i didn't tell them what to say but the holy spirit is going to show you how powerful he is amen so let's give them some amens let's give them some love let's give them some smiles let's make them feel comfortable and uh, we're going to go in this order. Johnny's going to start us off, and then Jose, and then Paul, and then we're going to end with Donnie, okay? So that's the order. Johnny, Jose, Paul, Donnie. Amen? Let's give Johnny a hand as he comes tonight to give the, the word. Don't forget to hit that start button when you get up here. Uh, I can't even get set up. He, he put me, hit me with the bus, didn't he? <laughs> All right. Well, I ain't going to take up too much time. He said if I go for 10 minutes, I'm going to preach again. <laughs> so I'm going to make it short and quick for y'all. Oh, dropping everything. First of all, I'm going to start out with a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, Lord, just... Use me tonight, Lord, let your will be done, Heavenly Father, that I touch anybody that need to hear this word, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, name, title of my message is uh, The Stages of Faith, all right, and I'll make it real quick for y'all. The first phase of uh, faith I have is uh, faith's commanding position, which is Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 
And you find that in Hebrew 11, 1. And uh, with that said, you know, I had a thought behind that too. Like, I had uh, to test my faith the other day. I was supposed to be here for United, uh, Youth in the United. And, uh, wow, I am nervous. Uh, I was supposed to, I was supposed to be up here and the devil seen something different. He didn't want me to come. All week he's been struggling with me. I've been fasting and praying and just getting ready for this sermon today. And uh, he was testing me in so many ways. The first day I went to work, um, God tried to get into altercation with me. And the second day, uh, I was late. <laughs> and then the third day, I was late. I was like, oh, man, that's, that's two points in, like, one day. And then... Like all week I was late, so I ended up calculating like a point in like seven halves or a quarter or whatever. I think every 15 minutes you get a quarter point or whatever. So I prayed about that. I'm like, you know, enemy, you are beneath me, you're under my feet. And then Saturday, I'm like, okay, I call Dylan. I'm like, man, you've denied it. You, hey, I don't get off to three. It's 2 30. I mean, how long y'all gonna be up there? What time it start? He was like, well, we're here at 2.30, but it don't end till 9. I'm like, bet, I'm on my way. He was like, man, come on, man, be ready to work. I'm like, all right. So I'm, I got off of work, ran to the car, and, you know, on my way home, go pick up my wife and everything. I get all the way home, and I'm like, my wallet? Where's my wallet? <laughs> I'm panicking. I'm panicking. You know what? I was like, Lord, Heavenly Father, because I wear this overall, this big jumpsuit at work. I'm thinking I'll try to put it in my back pocket and it slipped on down my leg or something, but I'm praying. I'm like, Lord, just, I believe by faith that it's going to be there. Like, I'm going to go back to this job and my wallet's going to be there. I don't call my wife. She's, oh, you're tied money in there and you got the $100 that you're supposed to pay my brother and your bank card, your ID. I'm like, oh, Lord, this ain't helping. Lord, just faith. Give me script to get back there and it's going to be there. So she was like, no, it ain't going to be there. They, gonna, they found it, took the money and threw it in the trash and all these things. So I'm like, okay, Lord, you you, you in control of this. I'm going to stand by faith. And I goes back up there and I, I call the super, I go into the office. I'm like, uh, yeah, I lost my wallet. And they were like, yeah, um, Lindsay left her number because that's my supervisor. He left her number and she figured you would come back. She got your wallet. I'm like, awesome, cool, what's the number? I call her, and I end up meeting her at Pilot, like in Fort Worth, because I work in Roanoke. And thank God, <laughs> she had my wallet, my money was there. I was able to pay my tithes today. And God is just good, y'all. He is he's awesome. He is awesome. So the stages of faith, my first stage was faith, command, and position, which, you know, substance of everything hoped for and evidence of everything not seen. My second stage of faith is testimony of faith. It's what shall we do that we may work the works of God, John 6, 28. And God is always waiting for us to work because it's a lot of work to get in the kingdom. I mean, it's, being a Christian ain't easy. If you thought it was going to be easy, I'm sorry. Y'all can try again. It's, it's hard. And... You know, you just got to be ready to work. My third one I came up with was uh, faith based on the knowledge. 
Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent, John 6, 29. And I'm kind of going quick because I'm 10 minutes ain't a lot of time. Y'all write them down, go back, read it yourself or whatever. I provide. I honestly hope y'all do read them because they touched me all week. Like this whole week been a different outcome of faith. And that's how I ended up coming with my message because all I was hearing was like faith, 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 faith. And this light is like just got me sweating. So y'all bear with me, okay? <laughs> um, and my fourth one I came up with, y'all, was faith that worked. And the scripture with that was he gave some to the big he gave some to the apostles, he gave some to the prophet, some to evangelists, and some to pastors and teachers for equally of the saint the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry till we are come to the united unity of the faith of the, and of the kingdom of the son of god ephesians 4 11 through 13 sorry i might have messed up on that i wrote that kind of scribbly but i'm working on that uh the fifth one i came up with y'all was faith is the victory there is, this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. And that's First John 5, 4, 5, 4. And my thought on that was uh, the, world of, the word of God is the marrow of our bones. It is the restitution for everything, weakness. It is life for the dead. That was just my little thought I had on that. And the scripture to go with that is, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was not made. John 1, 1, 3, 1 through 3. <clears throat> and then my sixth one I came up with was, the foundation of faith. And actually I just read the scripture to that. But my thought on that was man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word of God. Luke 44. Feast first on the word of God. Discover its richness. Feast on the word of God and discover its riches. Amen. My last thing of faith was a divine faith, and that's having faith in, in God, Mark eleven twenty two. And my three points for y'all to write down, the ones that like taking notes, because I like taking notes. If you've seen all my sticky notes, <laughs> I like taking notes. So my first uh, point of my scrimmage is God is eager to answer. God is eager God is more eager to answer than we are to ask. And that was my first thought. The second one was ask God to give you the grace to use the faith you have. God will work the miracle if you are daring to stand upon his word. And then my third one, you cannot know God by 
natural. You get to know him by an open door of grace. The way to God is the way of faith in Jesus Christ. Through its, there isn't any other way. And Lord, right now, I know that I'm nervous, but you're going to have your will. And just all I want to tell y'all, man, I broadly notes and none of that really matter. What I really want to tell y'all is that you got to have a relationship with God. And through having that, you need to have faith. And with that faith, faith is the glue that holds it all together, y'all. And pretty much, like what I came up with, with my week of trials and tests and tribulations that I went through, and just building my faith that God is the lifeguard. Most people that swim or know anything about swimming, you got a lifeguard. If you're drowning, you... That's my time. I guess. I can't turn it off. All right. Text message. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, hey, don't trust in a lifeguard. Trust in Jesus. He is our lifeguard. And I'm going to let y'all have it. funny how Johnny was talking about faith because that's where I'm opening up right there. And just one second. Matt, why are you texting him? Oh, pass it. Oh, I got it. I got it. Pressed it. <laughs> what? It's an Android. Okay. We'll pray about that in a minute. So, um, and if y'all can turn to the, to the book of Luke 22, chapter 31, and I'm going to go ahead and read it. I might be a little fast, but um, it shows how it, Jesus predicts Peter's denial. And, and the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And I looked up the word uh, sift. I didn't know what it meant, but it basically, when I looked in the dictionary, look to separate and retain, to scatter and, or sprinkle. And again, to separate, to examine closely, and to question closely. So basically, this is what Satan's going to do to you when it comes to your faith. Satan's going to pretty much, there's been many, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one has been cornered by Satan. Anybody else been, been cornered? Anybody else felt like y'all been alone? I mean, there's many times that just last week, this one, I felt so cornered that, yes, I've gotten to the point where I, I've stumbled, I fell, I felt so convicted. I didn't even want to get up here because of how bad I felt. And thank God for Dylan. Thank God for Pastor because their accountability is what helps us out. Keep pushing forward. It, it is it's basically helping us out not to, because it's not a sin to fall. It's a sin if you don't get back up and keep, and keep fighting. If you stay down, you admit defeat. 
you're showing the devil that he won. So that's he's got one up on you. And basically God will allow that to happen because if he wants you to stand up for your faith, not only for your faith, but for him too, show God that you love him with your actions. Everything you do, everything, be conscious about that God's watching the whole time. And not because he's watching, I'm going to act straight. No. Because he's because you love him, because you want to show, demonstrate your love to him. Not only that, but you want to demonstrate that you got. There's other people out there lost that are trying that have no hope. Like yesterday in youth, it was an it was an awesome outcome. About 50 kids, what was it? About 50 kids we had yesterday last night. It was amazing. And God was here last night. God moved. I mean, and there's another example, like the devil knows our weaknesses. He knows our struggles. He knows what will cause us to break down. He'll basically like grab you and shake you up to where he wants, he wants to make sure that you're not, shake you all the way to the core. Shake you so bad that, that every time you, you break down, you're, you're just, he wants you to give in to the temptation. He wants you to give in to the, to the sin. Everything that he's doing is just because he wants you in hell with him. He wants, he wants, he wants to destroy us. He wants to shake us so hard, but when he gets to the core and he sees Jesus, that's when he backs off. That's when he's going to back off because he can't shake no more. He's already under our feet. I mean, he will do, he will, when he sees Jesus there, Jesus already rocked our world. Y'all, I mean, if y'all haven't had an encounter, come on now. Y'all, y'all are missing out. (laughs) Seriously, and then. Another example, um, Romans 5, I don't have to go there, but I don't have to go there for time, but Romans 5, 3 through 5. And not only, in th- not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit was given to us give give him praise even through the hard times even through the hard times he'll honor that he'll he'll understand that is he knows it's not easy he even did it himself he went through the desert himself he separated himself when it came to fasting he put himself in the desert knowing that he can't knowing that he can't uh get to any type of food he basically I don't know if y'all going if I'm losing y'all, but he's trying he's trying to basically separate himself to where he, he wants to show God how much he loves him by isolating himself from, from the areas that he's that's gonna cause him to go weak. Sifting. Exactly. And I mean, I don't know some of y'all I'll call myself out on this. Some of us treat our walk like we do our diets. I mean we all give in a little temptation. Oh, a little brownie here, a little pizza there. Uh, you know, I'm the pizza guy, you know what I mean? And, yeah, I've been through the times and tribulations. Give him glory. Give thanks to God that Satan's actually wanting you, wanting you to be in hell with him because you're actually a threat to him. Look at Job. Uh, Satan didn't uh, demand for Job, but God offered him. So basically, God's saying he ain't gonna he ain't gonna give in. Go ahead, try it. Give it a try. And um, 
sometimes when uh through our walk we um we notice other people that are we're trying to help them but you can't but only themselves will they're going to learn the hard way if they have to if 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 they keep going and going they're going to learn the hard way and kind of borrow this one from Dwayne Dwayne right here first Thessalonians 4:11 actually First Thessalonians 9 through 12. But concerning brotherly love, I'm sorry, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more. He's telling you grow, grow in God. Don't avoid, don't don't be ignorant. I was there and I've learned the hard way too. That you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business and to work with your own hands as we command you. That you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you are and that you may lack nothing. So those are out there, they're going it's going to require uh them to follow the order because they see what's going on they see everything's working why not just follow it by by us giving the example and, and then one last example I think uh, Ashley I think you got a bottle of water down there <laughs> you can lift it up yeah so an example of the devil trying to get you if you can just keep it up <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> you're okay Basically, the, I mean, if whatever your struggle is, say that's a beer right there. The devil's going to try to, hey, man, it's a beer right there. It's halfway open. Actually, it's free. You want to take it? He doesn't show you that there's steps right here. So he just shows you the little picture that's straight to it. You don't even see the steps. But fi- finally, as soon as you get there, you stumble. You fall. Boom. And as soon as you fall, look, guy. Look, he's down there. He messed up. You know, you can, don't go back up. You, no. Push you back down. Push you back down saying, no, you messed up. You can't go no more. God's telling you and accountability. Of, you can put it back down. I'm sorry. <laughs> God's telling you, I mean, ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness. That's why you got your family, friends in Christ. Accountability right there. And like they said, the devil, he will pin you down. He will shake you. He will do whatever he can to keep you from getting to heaven. He knows what God has for you. The harder it gets, the the bigger the blessing. And that's all I got for y'all tonight. This evening, I want to talk to you about glorifying God, giving God the glory. And you hear, and we all say it, it's like, you know, God, I give you the glory, and Jesus, I glorify you. And, and, and what does all that mean? And, and in the Old Testament, the Old Testament speaks of the word glory in reference to God's splendor and his greatness. You know, God created everything. 
you know, and then Moses and, and parting the Red Seas and, and then the burning bush and on and on and on. That's what glory is spoken of in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, glory speaks to us about Jesus and Jesus' kingship. He's the king of kings and he's the prince of peace. And, and that's what glory is talked about there. And, and by putting these two ideas together, when we glorify God, it means to acknowledge his greatness and to give him honor by praising and worshiping him. And we all do that, right? And this is going to be a really dumb question, but we know God is God, right? And the Bible tells us that he's the great I am. And we all understand that. We've read that. So if God is God and God is almighty and holy, why do we need to give him the glory when he already has the glory, right? Why is that? It just doesn't make any sense. When I kind of stole from the offering message this morning from my main message, and if you will, go to First Chronicles 16, 28 through 29, and this is the key to my message and why we glorify God. And if you get there real quick, and First Chronicles 16 tells us, Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples, give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord glory, do his name. Bring an offering and come before him. O worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Now, in these two verses, God has commanded us, it says right there, give to the Lord glory. He is commanding us. He's not saying, well, if you want to or if you feel like it, but he's commanding us right there. And, and we, can, we can go through several questions here from these verses. Who is to give God the glory? And it tells us right there, the families of the peoples, and that's us. We're to give God the glory. He created us in his image and likeness. We're to give him the glory. You know, we call upon his name. We've received him in our hearts, and, and we're saved, and we're children of God. We're heirs to his throne. We give him the glory. And then from that, we can also ask, what are his peoples to give God? And we're to give God glory and strength, it tells us. And, and then the third question, why are his people to give him glory and strength? We give him glory and power and strength because it says here in these verses, because it's due to his name. He is do that from us. We are to honor him by doing that. And then, what are we to do to give him this glory? And the Bible tells us, bring an offering and come before him. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. So it doesn't necessarily mean to give an offering out of our pockets. You know, that's part of it. But a lot of it has to do with our personal relationship with him. He wants us. He created us so that we could be a part of his glory. So that's why we're there with him. I have a number of passages, but I might be, I didn't even start the clock. Huh? Okay. Thank you, Pastor. I knew you would. But we can read Isaiah 42.5, and I'll just, you know, uh, talk about it real quick. It says, I am the Lord God. I am the source of life. For all who live on the, this earth, so listen to what I say. God wants us to listen to what he says. All right? 
So if we're going to get, if we're going to give him glory and glorify him, listen to him, listen to his words, read the Bible. Pastor spoke about that this morning. In Psalms 19:7, the Bible tells us the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony, which is his word, of the Lord is sure, which means true, making wise the simple. And then also in Psalms 103, 17, 18, it says, But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear him, and not to fear him like he's beating down on us, but, but to give him respect and awe, to fear him and those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. And then in John 14, 15, Jesus tells us, if you love me, you will obey what I command. So what is this offering? We were talking about this offering. We're to give God to glorify him. It includes our works. Faith without works is dead. So what are we doing in our works? Husbands, are you treating your wife like Jesus wants you to treat your wife? Are you treating your wife like he treats the church? Parents, how about your children? Right? How are we to glorify him if we're not bringing our children up in the way of the Lord? We saw a lot of kids last night who probably didn't have good family lives. And a lot of us here didn't have good family lives. But you can break that curse, and you can be part of God's glory, and by glorifying him, you're going to do things differently in your own family. So that goes back to, you know, what kind of fruit are we bearing? Are we bearing good fruit and reaping a good harvest? Are we bearing, are we sowing bad seeds and then reaping weeds? You know, how is it you want to give God the glory? And another way of glorifying God is making sure that we tell others about God and his glory. Pastor Chris was talking about, uh, are you walking differently? How are we going to be walking differently if we're acting like everyone else in the world? So we need to walk with that. He had this funny limp. I don't know how he did it. But, you know, we, we have to walk differently than everybody else. So we need to do that. So to glorify God is to praise his character. And his character is many things. His holiness, his faithfulness, mercy, grace, love, majesty, sovereignty, power, omniscience. That's God's character. And we have that character in us because we are made in his image and likeness. So if we're going to be made in his image and likeness, then let's do what we need to do to glorify him. And let me close with this, because I know I'm running out of time. In all God's glory, he created, his, created us for his pleasure. And since the Garden of Eden, humanity, and that's all of us, we've disappointed our Heavenly Father. But in all God's glory, he continued to love us. Even through our sin, he loved us. And in all God's glory... When our judgment should have been death, he created his only begotten son who took the judgment for our sins 
so we could be acquitted. Now that's glory. And that's my message. Uh, keep focus. Get your writing utensils ready. Move pretty fast. You know, glory be to God for my brothers in arms, my sisters in arms. You know, it's an honor serving with all you guys in the spiritual warfare. Message is on, uh, I would title it, The Choice 2. Start off with uh, the influences of this world, how it influences our choices. And by seeing these influences, whether they be godly, or earthly, it causes our minds to come up with these simulations, with these images, with these scenarios, um, these, all these questions that we have, we come up with answers, okay, um, what's this plan if I have this? Our mind is just a wonderful thing, and God's really, just give me a second, uh, you know, I, I know the clock's ticking, but like, like these guys said, I, I, we all mess up. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Today we got pulled over, and I'm still kind of a little shooken up about that. Um, it was my decision to do the right thing. I could have just tried to outrun the cop, but uh, <laughs> let's just say that I chose to thank God for his salvation, because I would, I would have done it. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. But anyway, uh, I'm going to read. Um, the mind is where we simulate situations, what to say and how to respond to those situations. The mind is an amazing thing. Questions of wonder into our minds. And depending on our reaction to, these, to the situations and how we decide on a choice. Uh, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, these are the things you we need to keep our minds focused on for our wise decision-making, godly decision-making. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen. Our decisions, when we, we use our mouth and our hands to bring those choices into reality. We speak life, we speak death. And our choices reflect our hearts. Now sometimes things, images, uh, conversations, pre-simulated events in our minds could affect our choices, or they will affect our choices. So that's why we need to pray for a mind like Christ. To be wise in our choices, we have to rely on God and have faith through those choices that they are of God. Romans 7, 19 through 25. I know I'm kind of moving fast, but it is what it is. Okay, Romans seven nineteen through 25. For the good that I will do, uh, for the good that I will to do, I do not. But the evil I will not to do, that I practice. Now, if I do what I will not to do, 
It is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. I find then a law that evil is present within me. The one who wills to do good, for I delight in the law of, of God, according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members, wearing against the law of my mind, and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the Lord of God. But with the flesh, the law of sin. You got to think about that. In Isaiah 26, 3-4, you will keep him in perfect peace. God will keep us in perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Trust in the Lord forever. For and yet, the Lord is everlasting strength. He is our strength to overcome the enemy when he tries to influence our lives. And when those influences are into our mind, we go in prayer. Okay, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking bad stuff. Go in prayer. Read your word. Okay, Lord, I rebuke this. That's good. But you've got to read his word. Stay in prayer. Build that relationship to learn to call upon him. He's rescued us from our, our old man, our old woman, and he's brought us here. And he's teaching us to go out and tell our brothers and sisters out there about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It's amazing how, you know, we get to prepare ourselves to grow and walk with Jesus, to go out there and just do things we, we just thought about doing, but we didn't choose to do those things. Uh, if that makes any sense, but in my mind it did. Um, seriously, there's some questions that we uh, must ask ourselves. What is our mind set on? The godly things we think about? Or what we do or say in unity with one another? Are we thinking about uh, witnessing and not following through when that decision arises? Or are we thinking when we're, when we're at church? Why are we even at church? Why do we even go to church? Well, God answered that one time for me, and he, he, he said, if you're thinking that, then you need to come back to me and repent of your sins. And if you don't know Jesus, he called you to come in here to know him. So it's your decision to step out in faith, say, Lord, I hear you. But it's also your decision to say, I'm going to go back out there. It's either because you just need to accept, okay, I read that already. I'm sorry. Second Thessalonians 2.13. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and the belief in the truth, choosing to follow Christ, choosing to reach people, and to turn away from things that can pollute our hearts and also cause our minds to be distracted, clouding our minds, then in return causing us to be so focused on these situations on these worldly things on these things of sin the things we watch on tv the relationships the items that are in our households around us if we get too focused on them it could cloud our focus on jesus on the holy spirit and choosing to follow the enemy when god came down to this earth to save us to set our set us free from sin 
we choose to follow him, we turn away from our sins, not say, yes, Lord, I'm checking in the box and I'm going back out there to sin and play my Xbox and all these violent video games and these movies and all this stuff. We're not doing that. We choose to follow him today and we will continue to. That's why it's a gradual pace for our decisions to be on godly things, to keep us going, not to stand stalemate. Hallelujah, man. Whoa. Uh, lastly, Hebrews 13, 5. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you might be sitting here saying, yeah, I want to come up, but I'm afraid what people are going to say. I'm an adult. I'm, I don't want people looking at me. I go to church. I'm saved. They look at me different. I've came to this altar. I'm sure every one of us here has something hidden that we struggle with every day. And just because you think it's no big deal, it could eventually be a big deal. Just keep coming to the altar. Keep your prayer life going. Keep staying in the Word.